0: Hi, everybody. I'm Scott. Hello, I'm Julie. And this is a good story is hard to find podcast
1: where two Catholic friends talk about the books and movies they love and the traces of the one reality that lie below the surface.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm not sure how to be sure that you're not a mole. We've done, this is episode 195, and you'd think that I'd be certain by now.
1: I'm loyal. (laughs) Okay. No, I don't even know what you're talking about. Hold on, I have a little Morse code. (laughs) I have to go over here on the side. Just a second. I've got got a call.
0: I've got to go take a call.
1: (laughs) (laughs) From your mother, no doubt. From my
0: mother, right. (laughs) Right. What a great movie this is. This is uh, Infernal Affairs, um, which is not the most awesome title in the world. No, no, it's it's a
1: title that kept me from watching it, even though I read pretty good reviews of it when it came out until a friend said, oh no, ignore the title. That's just some dumb American title. They slapped on it because it's a Hong Kong police (laughs) action thriller. Yeah. I guess you would call it.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: And uh, it is very interesting.
0: Yeah, it's excellent. It's really good. Good. Yeah, I thought it was terrific.
1: I'm glad. Yeah, it's um, probably from a director that if you don't watch a lot of Hong Kong movies, then you haven't heard of him. And it stars Tony Leong, I guess is how you say his name. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: We've seen him, Scott, in the movie Hero. Remember that one? Yes. Mm -hmm. He was the man of the couple in that. Okay. And Mm -hmm. there's something he plays the good cop in this. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And there's something so engaging about him or the camera loves him or something he's not good looking necessarily I mean classically good looking mm-hmm. but when he's on screen I can't look away from him
0: yeah and I thought the his opposite uh, which mm-hmm. is Andy Lau yes yeah he's compelling too
1: yeah he's good too he's not mm-hmm. the star that Tony Leung is but yeah um, I mean just generally I think mm-hmm. at least at the time this was made but they're both really good So, it is essentially – and so, Infernal Affairs plays on the term internal affairs, (laughs) implying an investigation into the police. And we see at the beginning, there are two counterparts. There's a crime lord and there's a police superintendent, essentially, I guess. And each one of them has the same idea. They're going to train up somebody, the most promising of their young recruits – And send them under to be moles in the other person's organization. Mm -hmm. Because they cannot, the police cannot stop this crime lord. And the crime lord just wants an in. He wants to be able to run everything.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And so we see each of the young guys getting ready to do this. And then we follow them a little bit. And they are both very successful.
0: Yeah, they get in there. (laughs) Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then, so, then it shows um, an operation or two where they're pitted against each other in very tense situations as the police try to stop a big drug uh, by and – but each one is getting fed information from their mole. And when that's done, each of them knows they have a mole, the <laughs> crime lord and the police superintendent. And the scene where they sit there and confront each other is, I think – Amazing,
0: I, I agree.
1: Yeah. I agree. The, the crime lord's in jail and all his guys are there and there's a feast spread out in front of him. And the detective says, Um, or one of them says to the other one, I have, I have the guy you want in my eye. And the other guy goes, yeah, me too. <laughs> and they both are talking about the fact that they know each of them has a mole in there. Yeah. And we see them too because we know who they are. And so then... It's all out where um, each person, the one they trust the most to try to find the mole, is the mole.
0: Yeah, right.
1: So, they're each tasked with finding out who the mole is in the organization that they've infiltrated. So, what they're really trying to do is find out who the other guy is. It starts getting, the crossed lines start getting interesting.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, to me it was interesting from the very first moment. Uh, You know, that those scenes where they're pitted against each other that you were saying, you know, so there, an operation is going on and they're, they're both passing information out.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: super tense. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so well done.
1: In different ways. In
0: different ways. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. One guy's just, having to use Morse cool. code. <laughs> the other guy's using his cell phone and the computer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And right in the middle. And they're both right in the middle of the organizations that they've infiltrated.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah, it was. I loved how uh, the superintendent, you know, he would close his eyes and sit there. And at the at first, you know, I was thinking, what is he like? You know, Zen or something? He's uh-huh. he's like trying to, you know. And then I was like, oh no, yeah, he's he's listening to Morse code.
1: He's <laughs> translating. Uh, he's translating I mean, Morse
0: code. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Awesome, just great. I-
1: yeah, and he only yeah. gave it away because he was kind of tapping his fingers to himself as he was thinking, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I loved it.
1: No one yeah. would ever notice otherwise. I know, it was mm-hmm. just... And the way they were timing it back and forth and showing the other people in the groups, it, it was just really well done. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so that's essentially... It's a cat and mouse game, and we see it from both sides. And the whole time... What we're being told is the good guy who's undercover, played by Tony Leong, he is miserable. He was told that it was going to be three years, and it keeps getting extended and extended and extended, and he's been living this double life for 10 years.
2: Mm.
1: And he hates it. Because, of course, he's surrounded by the scum of the earth and having to do scummy things. And only one person, that superintendent, knows that he's undercover like that. Mm -hmm. And the other guy, we don't see him having those same, the exact same qualms. But what we see is he gets a really good life. He's got a girlfriend and a nice apartment and he can afford great things and he's very respected by everyone. But he has the idea of, you kind of get the feeling from what's being said around him. He's got an identity, identity struggle of... Who is he underneath? Who is mm-hmm. he really? Right. And so that's the essential question of the whole movie. When mm-hmm. you live a lie, at what point does it become reality and how do you maintain your identity?
2: Yeah.
1: And I, I believe that's we without giving spoilers, I mean, mm-hmm. I that's kind of a rough overview of the movie,
0: but yeah. Agreed, yeah, that's well done. Yeah. yeah. So super good. Go watch it.
1: Yeah, and I will say this was made into a movie called The Departed by Martin Scorsese. Oh, really? Yeah, I never watched it cuz I just really don't like Martin Scorsese's style. But Rose saw it and, you know, she said he did what he always does. He he added a lot of talking and a lot more blood and even though this is not unviolent and um kind of made it a lot longer. Mm. And to me the telling point was She was in college, and she had a bunch of friends over, and they were watching this because they'd never seen Infernal Affairs. And halfway through, they went, this seems familiar. Is this The Departed? And she goes, yeah, this is the original. And they said, this is so much better. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought, oh, okay, that's interesting mm -hmm. because they had no idea. Yeah. But that stars Leonardo DiCaprio and Matt Damon.
0: okay. Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I'll check that out. But Even if you've seen The you-
1: Departed, I would say still see this instead, because this is the original. It's a lot cleaner, I think, is what i read.
0: Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I noticed, luckily, there's an Infernal Affairs 2 and 3. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, 2 has uh, really excellent reviews.
1: Well, and. The friend who tipped me off to these said, you know, you have to like prequels, and I don't mm. care.
0: I see. You know, yep. this,
1: the second one's kind of a prequel, and the third then goes on and follows, um, well, without, well, I guess we can give things away, but it follows the one who lives and shows more of him. And I was kind of reading a little bit about it on Wikipedia going, do I care? And I was like, oh, wait, they're intercutting it with prequel stuff. And I'm like, you know what? This to me is enough.
0: Yeah. That reminds me a little of, like, Godfather 2. Yeah. Where they've got, like, it's like half prequel, half forward.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe so. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Interesting.
1: Yeah.
0: Interesting. So, yeah. So, we're in uh, uh, non-spoiler territory, right? Yeah. Well, spoiler territory. <laughs> spoiler territory, right. Yeah. But, yeah. Thrilled with the movie. Um, but, yeah, th- those those scenes between the two... Um, <laughs> were were really great, and mm-hmm. I loved um there was a scene also where they called each other on the phone, or one of them called the other, yes. and they didn't know who the other was, but um that was awesome,
1: yeah, but they knew they each one was the mole.
0: they knew that each one was the mole, but they you know they didn't know who they were talking to right, specifically, their identities. Right? yeah, yeah, that was awesome,
1: well, and also the scene where um Tony Lang follows Andy Lau out of the movie theater.
0: Yes, that was good. and
1: Andy Lau knows he's being followed. the bad guy, let's say knows he's being followed, and the good guy is having to um, watch out yeah and it's you're just on tenor hooks because is he going to turn around and see him and I mean it's just um it was the director's good at tension.
0: yes, yeah, he really is. Yeah, and there, there were some cultural things. Um, th- there was an interesting conversation that I actually wrote down mm-hmm. between um, Wong, who is... So, this is the scene where, uh, that you said uh, with all the food. Mm-hmm. So, um, I thought this was just really interesting. So, the superintendent says to the crime boss,
2: mm-hmm.
0: let me tell you a story. Two yeah. men need an organ transplant, but there's only one organ. So they play a game. They each put a card in their pocket. Whoever can guess the other's card wins the organ. You know, that's an interesting thing. And then the crime boss says, you know, I can see your card. And then that's 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 exactly what you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. And Wong said, I see yours as well.
1: Yeah, that was it.
0: Yeah. But it was like, what an interesting way to put that, you know? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, because they both know exactly what they're talking about. And two also, so do Yan, that's Tony Lang's Liang's character, and Lau, which Andy Lau has the same name in the <laughs> movie. So, so, Yan and Lau are both in the room. Yeah. They also know.
0: Right. Yeah. How cool is that? Yeah. That's awesome. Well,
1: and it it looks at a lot of things. Well, it's funny thing because it's got a really basic theme mm-hmm. in terms of what makes you good and what makes you bad you know
0: yeah it it has that community thing you know that's what i left there thinking was you know so you've got that what you said you know how long do you live a lie before it becomes the truth Mm -hmm. and then i started to think you know well the influence of community on a person so it's it's interesting that the the good cop continues to resist you know, he doesn't become bad. You know, he has to do these bad things, right? But he's still very much who he is, and he seems solid. Wait, Yan? Yeah, the, Yan. The yeah. good cop, okay. The good cop, yeah. right. And the, but the other guy is like, you know, he comes from this background that's difficult. And then he's living this life, like you said, it was good, right? And he's uh-huh. and he likes the people he works with. Um, especially, he seems to have a deep respect for the superintendent, yeah. Um, even though he's like against him. Right. Right. Um, in fact, that was the turning point right there where when they <laughs> killed that guy, he was like, you went too far. Yeah, yeah. That's
1: where the where he's standing there staring at the superintendent's body when he's lying on that car mm. after they threw him off the top of that building. Yeah. Um, The bad guy. Yeah. Wow. Um. Yeah. You, you just look at that and they don't tell you what he's thinking, but he's not just kind of like, yeah, mm -hmm, I knew that would happen. That's, he's got to choose then.
0: Yeah, and he chooses. So, it's like, I don't know, it's, you know, uh, we always talk about, uh, uh, you know, as parents, you know, you hope your kids choose good friends, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's
2: a good point. It's
0: sort of like that, you know, where, you know, he's being influenced by the people that are around him. And he, well, he likes what he sees and he wants it, right? Right.
1: And then yeah. at the end, they make that really clear. And he says, because they had that scene at the beginning, yeah, where he says, who wants to be like Yen? And, and he turns his head and he's thinking, I do, because he wants to get out of there. He doesn't like being in the, a police cadet. Right. And this right. is when they're setting up Yen to go and be um, a bad guy. Yeah. But then, of course, at the end, they show him thinking, I want to be like him. Mm. I want to be a good cop. Yeah. But it takes, yeah, you're right. What it really takes is getting into the elevator
2: mm-hmm.
1: and him having to choose to kill. Me. That was the twist. I did not remember that. <laughs> when the other guy shows up and says, I got your back, brother. And I'm like, what are you? And then they show the memory of there's a lot of kids who are sent in to be moles, yeah. not just one. Right. The police superintendent picks one. The crime boss picks a whole bunch. And we only see the one guy. Mm -hmm. Which is very clever because we forget there's like, you know, six, seven, eight kids that are sent in to do it. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's because he comes out of there and he says, I'm a cop. (laughs)
2: Because
1: the whole time we're being asked to think about who are these people underneath? We know already that Yan is a good guy. He's miserable doing what he's doing. He's always asking to be let out. But we don't, we aren't shown as much into Lau's character. And he's got a girlfriend who talks about a character she's writing who's a good guy who does bad things. Mm. And she doesn't know how it's going to end up. Is he going to be a good guy or a bad guy? And so when we're listening, or at least for me, you're thinking, oh, she's talking about Lao because I want Lao to be good deep down. But what Mm. you realize as you watch it, she's talking about Yan. She doesn't know him. I mean, this is just, these are the two personalities because Lao, until the very end, is choosing. He's consistently, you know, he gives the tips that gets the superintendent killed. He does all the other stuff. And because deep down, the kind of guy who's a gangster, who works for a gangster, he's a bad guy. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. He can do good things, but he doesn't have pure motives. And even on the roof when Yan is behind him with the gun and he says, well, you know, I've done some good stuff, too. You could, we'd just let me go and it'll be fine. He goes, nope, that's for a judge.
2: Mm.
0: You
1: could just let me go. No, I can't because I'm a cop, says Yan. Yeah. Because he's always a cop underneath.
0: I've got that written down, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, So Lau actually says, I have no choice before, but now I want to turn over a new leaf. And then uh, Jan says, good, try telling that to the judge, see what he has to say.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then Lau says, you want me dead? And Jan says, sorry, I'm a cop. And then Lau said, who knows that? Right? (laughs) Who knows Mm -hmm. you're a cop? Why can't we Mm -hmm. just let this go right now? Yeah. You know, and then that's like a difference between their thinking, right? Right. You know, he's like, "No, this is who I am." And the other guy is like, "Well, this is who I see myself as, but I'm not really quite that." <laughs> you know. Yeah, he doesn't know that. I mean, he, he's like, you know, so yeah, I mean, I'm just noticing that right this moment, you know, he's Jan really is that all the way down. Mm-hmm. He's deep down, he this is what he is. He
1: right? never forgets it. He never ever.
0: forgets it. And Lao doesn't really know who he is. He's he's just like you know, I'm just pretending to be this and I want to be this. Um, but just by saying, well, who knows that? You know, he's not that, mm-hmm. he's proving that he's not.
1: Well, and when you think about it, each of them uses you just made me think each of them uses the death of um, somebody near them to solidify their position so. That driver, who was very simple minded, mm. gets shot in the um, trying to get away when the superintendent is killed during that whole thing. And he grabs Yan and pulls him in the car. And he says um, that the crime boss, who trusts no one,
2: mm.
1: had set him and said, This is going to be a trap to find the mole. Mm. So he didn't, the crime boss didn't really trust Yan. He was starting to suspect him. Yeah. And he set this very loyal dog-type soul to watch everyone. He goes, whoever doesn't show up (laughs) is the mole. And the very simple driver says, I didn't tell him you were off for a massage. So, he (laughs) he knows who it was, but he doesn't understand what his information means.
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And
1: he's been killed. Yan is trying to staunch the bleeding still. Mm. He's not just letting him die. Right. And right. he goes back and uses it and says, well, I took care of him. I told you I'd take care of the mole. I took care of him. It was so-and-so. And he's like, what? Okay. <laughs> and, but Lau, on the other hand, has to kill the other guy in the elevator. Yeah. For his credentials. So, he's still taking, now, I don't know what else he could have done. Hmm. That was the choice he made. He's right. like, I'm killing the bad guy. And this other guy's already dead. Yana's already dead. I can't save him.
0: Yeah. But so the only way forward for him, I imagine, but I don't know what was at the end of that. Was he going to be put to death or what? But if he had like arrested the other guy
1: yeah, he and would then have walked
0: it. out of the elevator saying, right. you know, we have some stuff to talk about, <laughs> you know, but, uh, you know, I, I don't know if he would have ended up in prison or if they would have killed him, you know, so I don't know how well, they, I, the, the, the Hong Kong one was, operates. Well,
1: the crime boss was dead by then.
0: <laughs> yeah, he was. Yep.
1: So the organization was um, going down, but that guy may have told on him.
0: Oh, I just meant uh, you know the, the Hong Kong justice system. Would he have been headed to like the electric chair, or uh, would he have been put in prison? You know what I mean. For killing
1: the criminal.
0: Well, for everything he's done. If he oh, came clean.
1: Oh, if he was yeah. If the guy yeah. told on him and he was caught. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, it's a so failure. So, I don't know
0: what he was he facing anything. specifically. It wasn't pleasant, whatever he was facing. Right. But he did choose the easy way out, just killing yeah. the guy. Yeah. So.
1: But at the end, what we're left with is him saying, I want to be like him. So, what mm-hmm. you feel like is he's going to reform all the way.
0: Yeah, you feel like he's going to, but yeah. his actions are not saying that. <laughs> he's right. like He's like, okay, I'm just going to – it's it's like, you know, we do that with sin, right? This is like – I'm going to cause all this ultimate destruction, but my end goal is going to be, I'm going to be good, I promise, but I've just got to do these things and then I'm set, right? Right. Then we're good, God. We got it. Well,
1: and that's what I was thinking. It comes down to intention.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Because each of them has a very different intention. And actually, we're shown that from the point of view of the bosses, too, because the police superintendent he is just trying to rid the city of a really destructive influence in this yeah. crime boss in mm-hmm. this crime boss. The crime boss starts off, and this is repeated several times to make sure we don't miss it. He says, My boss always said millions must die, so Caesar may become great.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And he's telling this to the kids who he's gonna send in to become moles. So it's essentially, you're expendable because I'm Caesar.
2: Mm.
1: And we're told this yep. a few more times. Yep. And what happens in the end, he's killed by his most trusted employee,
0: <laughs>
1: who's the mole that he sent in, mm-hmm. because he's ruthless. And yeah. He's in it for himself. Absolutely. And those are the people who he's trained.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that line Hello. was, that's a powerful line, you know. Yeah. Yeah. How many yeah, must die so Caesar can become <laughs> great? Yeah.
1: Well, and that's all right this with me. <laughs> thing is, um, the fact that a trusted coworker essentially kills him. So that's like Caesar and Brutus. Right.
0: <laughs> True. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. And it is interesting that you know it was the death of the superintendent
2: mm-hmm.
0: that did that. You know, or that that spurred that action. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and it it didn't cause a complete. Transformation immediately, Mm. but it did, you feel like it did suddenly shake him.
2: Yeah.
1: And he's like, no, this is not the way it's going to be. I'm going to get out. Mm -hmm. Because he did respect him. Yeah. It's also interesting that each of these two powerful people trusts the person who's the least trustworthy. (laughs) That's how good these guys are.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: It's the Brutus characters that have to choose to be good or bad.
0: Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And and I love the scene um, when the good cop comes in, too. So, crime boss and the superintendent are dead, and then he comes in. Mm -hmm. And who's he meeting with? Yeah. (laughs) The mole, you know? Yeah. Who is now probably going to become the superintendent. It looked like he was headed that way. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh... Yeah, he's like, I don't have the password for your file. Yeah.
1: So, oh, here's what it here's is. Here's what
0: it is. Yeah.
1: Well, also, they had met before because Yan um, was watching a, what was it, like a music store.
0: Yeah. And that and was interesting.
1: He, he was selling equipment, you know, while the owner was out and he was selling the guy, um, Lau, equipment. Musical equipment, mm. and they're just sitting there listening to the music. And Lao's like, Oh, use this court, the music's gonna sound better. Oh, it does. And so it shows them just able to talk as just a couple of guys who normally could be friends. Mm. And so when he comes in, and Lau goes, Oh, it was you. And he goes, Oh, it was you. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, well, actually, yeah. he doesn't realize it then, but they just go, Oh, hey. They recognize each other mm-hmm. from that encounter. <laughs> it's, it's a moment after that when he discovers, oh, you were the mole. Yeah.
0: aha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we do have a lot in common. Yeah. Yeah, I love, common. I love scenes like that, you know, where he's, he's like, yeah, I wish I could have found that mole. I really wanted to take him down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, well, I'm sitting right across from you.
2: Never you know, those gonna, charged like,
0: conversations where we know secrets that the mm-hmm. characters don't know about each other. Yeah. Good stuff. I mean, th- that tension is just great.
1: Well, and again, thinking, I don't know why I keep thinking about the supervisors, but the supervisor, it's funny because each of them, the bosses, were ruthless mm-hmm. in how they used their people. The superintendent, you know, he's not letting him off after three years, he's making him keep going. Yeah. Because he needs to get that information. But, he gives him a birthday present. <laughs> he remembers his birthday, he gives him a nice present. He also when it it's like it's going to be too dangerous, he's like, "Well, that's it. We're getting you out of there." Mm. Yeah. You know, we mm. can't do this and of course, unfortunately, that's that's the end of all of it for him, but um that's he's like, "Okay, we're done now."
0: Yeah.
1: I'm bringing you in. Huh. So he has the right impulses. He just sometimes has to do things that aren't pleasant in order to get his job done. Right. The other guy's all just selfishness.
0: <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, Caesar. I want to be Caesar. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he is, really. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he's enjoying himself all the time. He's laughing, and that's something I remember about that character. He just, uh, this is the crime boss. You know, he seems to be laughing a lot. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah.
2: Well, and
1: he he seems to be, but he's like one of those characters that, well, it's like the godfather, right? He
2: mm-hmm. seems
1: very benevolent
2: mm-hmm. until
1: it comes down to having to really make something stick. Yeah. And then his true character comes out. He also seems very religious. We first see him praying to Buddha.
0: Yeah, that was interesting, too. Yeah.
1: At a temple or a shrine while he's consecrating these kids, I guess, to send them off, and then later on we see him surrounded by religious imagery yeah he's anything but religious
0: yeah he actually says and buddha spared me yeah yeah and that, that's interesting uh, you know that just i guess it probably proves how little i know about buddhism but i always thought that you know that was not looked upon like that it's like you know is, is buddha affecting uh events in the world or is buddha kind of separate from the world
1: Yeah, I don't know. You don't know if it's like when a Christian goes, oh, and thank goodness, my guardian angel, this happened.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, And it's, you know, not that case. Yeah, I just
0: don't think I've heard that said before by somebody. So, you know, I don't claim to know a lot about Buddhism, but it didn't seem to fit in what I know about Buddhism, but maybe I'm wrong.
1: And it's um, clearly Buddhism is one of the things we're supposed to at least know on a very superficial level because it starts off tracing a statue of Buddha, the camera mm. does, while the actual title of the movie is called The Unceasing Path.
0: <clears throat> well, how, how much better is that than Infernal Affairs?
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. But it says it's a reference to the mm. lowest level of hell in Buddhism where one endures suffering incessantly. The worst of the eight hells is called continuous hell. It has the meaning of continuous suffering, we're told, oh. said by the Buddha. And so, each of these two guys is in this lowest level of hell. They're never allowed to stop mm-hmm. because they have to keep going and going and going as moles. So, how do you stop it? Yeah. You know, and what are, and what are you suffering for? And which one is really in hell? Right. Well, it's Lao, of course. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and the only way out is to uh, just reveal the secret.
1: Yeah, and we're reminded yeah. at the end; it's quoted again to us. Yeah, what
0: is it? What was the quote at the end? Do you have that?
1: Uh, no,
0: I it, don't. It, it had something to do with um, life in eternal life would be no good if you're in hell or something like that. Something I I wish I had written that down, but it I know, something and, like I that. and it was, but it had something to do with internal life and how. Um, if you're living an eternal life in um, probably that low level of hell that it would be horrible.
1: Yeah. You that's know? why it's the worst level. Yeah. And that's, you know, so it's asking us to think about this on on that deeper level. It's what is it that makes the life that these two guys are living worth it or not worth it? Mm-hmm. And honestly, Lao doesn't have um, a good internal motivation to do it,
2: mm-hmm.
1: not like Yan. Right, he has a higher goal, a higher purpose. Doesn't mean he's not doing it. He's getting plenty of rewards right here. He's got the nice girlfriend. He has the nice stuff. Mm-hmm. He's respected. Yeah, he's got friends. He's well paid. He's advancing. He's respectable.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All these things, but underneath is that worth it
0: yeah 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 is it worth it you know because you've got it's just like sin right i mean you've got this thing that is blocking you from what's all good and it just not going to go away ever so it's like you can see it but you can never have it right
1: yeah because you have to acknowledge the sin Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and repent right and leave it behind yeah, which we assume is what he's done at the very, very, very end of the movie.
0: Yeah, well, Whereas, has he though? You know, he's he's he seems to have said, "I'm going to be good now," right? Mm-hmm. But he's still got this weight, right? He hasn't confessed anything.
1: Yeah, but we're not shown that as, and I don't know if that's necessary in Buddhism.
0: Oh, I mean, okay. I, I well, would I'm just like saying that. that as a person, you know, it doesn't, you know, yeah. even if it's not a Catholic confession, it's just he's there's no way he's not thinking well i sure hope i'm not found out you know because he's got a trail of destruction behind him you know Mm -hmm. he killed that guy in the elevator for example Mm -hmm. um he's done some horrible stuff and he's just saying okay well from now on i'm gonna be fine but but he's still in total danger plus there's other moles out there that know who he is so
1: that's true yeah i just think that the movie doesn't tell us You know, it doesn't tell us anything about that. What it tells us is that he is internally resolved to be like the other cop. Yeah. And that's, so I think what that implies is, now I'm going to be like this. Now, the other movies may go on and tell us something completely different. But as far as this one, Mm -hmm. you know, the early flash we were shown where he turns his head and says, I wish I was like Yan and like getting kicked out Mm because I hate this. That seemed to be a true internal I agree.
0: Yep, I agree. So
1: then, at the end, I think we're supposed to believe that's a true internal moment. Is like now he is going to be my role model. I'm going to be like him, a good cop.
0: Yeah.
1: Who will die?
0: for I guess to I'm do just that. saying. I think that he'll have trouble doing that.
1: Oh, I'm not saying yeah. you're wrong. I mean, mm-hmm. and in terms of, um, but we don't because we're not told.
0: Right. Agreed. Yeah. You
1: know, so we're allowed to believe he's. This is his moment of being determined for redemption. Yeah. You know, he's leading the salute. He's, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I, there's no telling what will happen with the character. Yeah. You like to think he would reform because that's what we all want the whole time that the girlfriend is talking about. I can't decide who my character's going to be. He's going to be good <laughs> or bad in the end. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And he lost her. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah.
1: Because she was a good person.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, who knows what would happen in the future. But I would imagine in my head, you know, well, obviously it's all conjecture anyway. So, but
1: well, I something guess it comes, will prevent it, him. <laughs> yeah, it comes down to what conditions are you putting on him in order to be able to change? I mean, if he truly repents deep mm. down, can somebody who's bad become good? Yeah. After he's had the various steps that we've seen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Where he's, you know, yeah, he's killed the gangster, yeah, he's um, had to kill the other guy in order to, for his safety, and then he goes, oh, and this was the mole. Um, uh. But I think you can reform, I think it has to be, of course, deep. And I agree, you have to have true repentance, you have to kind of somehow work out a penance, whether it's just within yourself, like, everything I do is going against what I did before. Yeah. Um.
0: But yeah, I don't yeah. know, can, can you reform totally without the confession? And I know that that might not be Buddhist, right? But without, yeah, no, I was without say. him going to somebody and saying, you know, this was me the whole time.
1: Right. For Catholics, yeah, of course, that's no.
0: Yeah, but I, I think it's that for all people, even if you're Buddhist, I, it's just, it's something that in your psyche that's going to be pulling you down, right?
1: Yeah, because it's what helps you work it out. And also, those people will hold you to a different standard than mm-hmm. you will hold yourself to. Yeah. Because Yan um, had the therapist that he went to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or whatever she was. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think the, I think she was a therapist. Yeah. <laughs> it was oh, interesting no, therapy. He went, went in there and slept. A
1: a therapist, or a psychiatrist, yeah. or whatever she was, because she's the one who worked to get him cleared. Right he told her his secret,
0: yeah, I wonder, yeah, I wonder how that came about. it was he just seeing her, yeah or did the did they set you know like the police set him up with that and says because he needs therapy because no, he, he's so conflicted, I don't know,
1: yeah, no, he was just he was just seeing her because he needed somebody to be able to talk to,
0: yeah, it seemed to be a he place where he could relax right,
1: which goes along with your confession thing is yeah. um you know. Eh, if you just try to work things out by yourself, you you need other perspectives mm-hmm. on
0: yeah. various things. True, lots of things. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: and there's something about, as you say, whether no matter what kind of confession it is, because he's like, remember, keep my secret. You know, mm-hmm. um, you have saying something to someone else like that is there's something about it, you know, yeah. confession.
0: Absolutely. Even right. if you've worked mm-hmm.
1: at, you know, gone, oh, yeah, God and God's, uh-huh, uh-huh. But confession's different.
0: Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah.
1: And a lot of people will say it's bad, but it's not. It's um, you having to really come to terms with what you've done. Yeah, you I'm not I'm not, not sure who would consider that
0: bad. It's like, you know, I'm. I, I'm sure that some people do, but it doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, just, you know, if you look at just like a relationship with like a wife or a husband, right? When you have a secret from them, it's clearly an impediment to your relationship. Oh, yeah. Right? So you are, you're like, you're holding this back. And until that gets out and is aired out, Mm -hmm. then things just start to deteriorate. Yeah. Right? So, um, but that it's just, you know, to me, it's an obvious thing. And then, you know, when you're talking about confession of sins, you know, in the confessional, that's really similar, you know, but there's just something about that, saying it out loud and and taking responsibility (laughs) for what you've done. And you just say, yeah, I've done this, and I resolve to do better from here on.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
1: and it is altogether different than just, you know, a prayerful confession to God. Where right. it's just you and God. Mm. doesn't mean that that's, that's got to happen. yeah. But, yeah, the saying it out loud, the thinking of how to articulate it, as I said earlier, it's you have to really then consider what you did. Mm. And, you know, you don't have to give details, I mean, for people who aren't Catholic. Mm-hmm. You don't have to give all these little details. They don't want that. They just want a simple statement. They don't want excuses. They don't want, you know, context.
2: Yeah.
1: Because you're just saying what you did yeah which is kind of freeing and kind of difficult sometimes because yeah. it's when you want to come up with uh, when you're thinking about it going well and I would like to say but then also <laughs> you, and then you go I can't yeah I have to just own it
0: right that's exactly right
1: because then yeah. you're trying to wiggle out of it
0: but it's definitely difficult and it's definitely freeing yeah yep
1: but it's yeah absolutely mm-hmm. It is definitely freeing.
0: Yeah. So I don't see Lau as ever becoming free.
1: Oh, you we know? don't know. He might. Yeah. He might.
0: Unless he does that. That's what I'm even saying. If, well. <laughs> even
1: if what yeah. he maybe if he reconciles with his girlfriend, maybe if he goes to see a therapist or somebody, maybe if he works yeah. through things. I mean, he is probably never going to tell the authorities. Mm-hmm. You know, because let's face it. Yeah. That's not happening.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But he could be somebody who makes it up in other ways. I don't know what that would be working at a boy's home. I don't know.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: who knows? Um,
1: but I was also thinking one of the, the big theme of this that I really liked was again, that when you live a lie, at what point does it become reality?
2: Uh-huh. So
1: we see yes. the good guy never gives in though. He's probably tempted by, the possibility of giving in. I think he's worried about the possibility of giving in to being evil, like everybody around him. And the good, the, the bad guy, Lao, very, 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 very slowly. We see him aspiring to more to something different. And so the question then becomes with the things that you do every day in your life can change you. And the people you surround yourself with, And um, just even everything that you let in, all the, you know, TV and movies and Mm. social media and everything. Mm -hmm. And it's why you have to kind of be careful. You have to know yourself well enough to know, you know what, this probably for most people it's fine, but for me, it's too much of a temptation. Mm. Because (laughs) I think it was Kurt Vonnegut Jr. who said, you become what you pretend to be, so be careful what you pretend.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. In fact, they, they say that often in, uh, you know, uh, personal improvement literature and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, if you want to be a writer, you know, just pretend to be one. Oh, <laughs> Eventually but- it'll happen. You know what I mean? That kind of stuff. Oh, okay. You know, or just, you know, if you want to be a leader, you know, you just think, well, what would a leader do in this situation? Yeah. Well, that's what I should do. Yeah. You know, so. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: I don't think I knew that.
0: Well, I've seen it several times in different different aspects. Okay. Yeah, different sources, I guess, but, yeah.
1: Well, um, the other thing is, is when you surround yourself with all these people, what we see is they know you. They mm-hmm. know how to read you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so... Lao is pretending to be this really good guy who the superintendent trusts, but after Wong, that's the superintendent's name. After he dies, no one trusts Lao.
0: Hmm.
1: You're in it they'd say you're in it for yourself. Oh, why? so you can get another promotion?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: We know what you're in it for. You're in it for yourself. And so he's got to step up and go, "No, I hate this as much as you do."
2: Hmm.
1: And, and that's another decision point. He's got to lead the drive that winds up in giving him the opportunity to kill the crime boss. That's when he gets respect. Mm-hmm. So he's yeah, having to step yeah. up pretending to be, as you say, <laughs> you know, the guy.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, that is sort of like legitimate respect, too, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, he did the job. He did. He did the job that he's supposed to be doing as the cop. Right. You know, so... Yeah, and he got respect for that.
1: Right, Uh, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't just, from their point of view, it wasn't just so he could get a promotion. He was taking care of business.
0: Yeah.
1: He was doing what needed to be done. Yeah.
0: And then in his office was the other guy.
1: He was like, (laughs)
0: Yeah. yeah, you're on a high right now, but hey, remember this? yeah. Mm-hmm. I
1: can still expose you.
0: Yeah. And then he, you know, did another crappy thing, right? Mm-hmm. Deleted the guy's file. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. That was horrible. It was like, oh, man.
1: Well, yep. yeah. And that was another moment of decision. Am I going to protect myself? Yeah. Or am I going to do the right thing?
0: Yeah. And he he chose the wrong one.
1: Yeah. And he protects himself every time.
0: Yeah. Again, it's like, hey, I promise I'm going to do some really good things. <laughs> But right now, in order for me to do those things, I need to do these bad things.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And it's almost like, um, since I want to believe the good ending we're shown, you're more skeptical, yeah. which is totally legitimate. Mm-hmm. But since I want to believe it, I look at each of these as a step along the way of it's each one of these is a decision point that we see him fail, 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 mm-hmm. fail. Okay. Now I'm going to do the right thing. Yeah. Now, I don't know what happens in the future.
0: <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Or I guess maybe we won't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: I'm not going to see. But Infernal see. Affairs
0: 2 and 3. Yeah.
1: yeah. There's two more movies, and after you've watched them, you can tell me all about it.
0: <laughs> I'm definitely going to watch the next one. But Are yeah, you? like you said, that's a prequel, and it and it seems to be a prequel about um, the boss and the uh Superintendent
2: oh, is what I'm okay. guessing, yeah, okay. because uh,
0: I guess I'm not positive, but um, let's see who's in it, even, um, yeah, see the same people aren't even in there, so um yeah, so our main two characters are not in this one, so I'm pretty oh, okay. sure it's about the superintendent and the boss, in fact, both of them are in it that says that on the top, so oh, okay, yeah.
1: They're like, yes, it was popular enough to get a sequel. Sweet.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, actually, it says in the description um, in this prequel, uh, Chan Wing Yan has just mm-hmm. become an undercover cop in the triads while Lao Kin Ming joins a police force. So, but it doesn't seem to have the same character or same actors.
1: Well, but they would be young. Remember? Yeah,
0: that's right. They were that's different right. ones
1: playing the young versions of them. So okay. if they had just done it, then yeah, it would be the kid. They'd be the they'd young, be younger. Okay, young got yeah.
0: it. Yeah. Okay, I'm slightly less interested. <laughs> I thought the, uh, the the story of the crime boss and the and the superintendent would be interesting.
1: Yeah, I was slightly more interested after yeah. you said that. But now I'm back to my initial <laughs> interest. So. Yeah. It was a chance for me to change and I
0: rejected it. I decked <laughs> <laughs> oh, my own hell, or whatever it is. <laughs> what would a fan do? That's what we want, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too good.
1: You have to watch them all, Scott.
0: That's right. You I don't watch know if this all. became your assignment, but here you are. <laughs> all right. I will report back. Yes. More code point. only. Slowly. <laughs> That's right. But yeah, terrific movie.
1: Well, I'm glad you liked it.
0: I really did. Yeah, I thought it was good.
1: Yeah, it's just, um, and it's so well paced. You just get right into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. They don't waste time.
0: Yeah. All right. So I have an assignment. I'm writing it down.
1: <laughs> Keep it under your hat. Don't go telling everyone.
0: I won't. <laughs> I'm not going to tell anybody anything. Good. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I'll see you on the roof later.
0: (laughs) I had to knock somebody over to get this DVD. (laughs) That was a decision that I made.
1: Oh, you're actually bad underneath. I see how it
0: is. Mm -hmm. It's because of all of my secrets.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well. Well, I'm glad you liked it. Yes, very much.
0: Very much. Thank you. I haven't
1: watched it in so long, Mm -hmm. so... I'd forgotten a lot of the stuff that went on in between like the big operation and yeah. they were doing where we could see them pitted against each other and everything. So yeah. I I had fun watching it again.
0: Yeah, powerful scenes. Just great. Mm-hmm. So well done.
1: Great acting. Yep. Yeah.
0: Absolutely cool. Yep. All right. Well, we're getting into the Christmas season.
1: Oh,
2: yeah.
0: Yay. Hey. <laughs>
1: <Woo-hoo. laughs> Yep, yeah. getting into the end of the year, that's beginning right. the new church year soon. Not
2: yet.
0: Yeah, not yet. Not quite yet. Yep. Um, yeah. So next up for us is uh, Jesus of Nazareth: the Infancy Narratives by Pope Benedict.
1: Oh, perfect.
0: Yep. Cool. Looking yeah. forward to that.
1: Yeah, that's the one that I waited for forever because he mentioned it. He goes, "Soon, I'll write the infancy narratives." I'm like, "Yes!" And then he comes <laughs> out with the next one, and it's the passion. I'm like, mm. what happened? He goes, okay, I know I promised the infancy narratives,
2: but. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so in this one, he goes, finally, I've done the infancy narratives. I <laughs> promised to do so long ago. I'm like, I was holding you to that, buddy.
0: <laughs> oh, that's funny. Did he mention you in the introduction? No, but he should have. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was Here waiting. It
0: is. I finally did it.
1: I wasn't writing to him, but I was thinking at him. Oh,
0: okay. Time. I'm sure he got the message. Yeah. Well, That's great.
1: He keeps his promises. <laughs> Ex-Pope yeah. Benedict, whatever he is. So. Yeah.
0: Yep. Well, good. Yep.
1: Okay. All right.
0: Well yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody.
1: Yeah. We'll talk to you again soon.
0: All right. Have a good one. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you.